Uh, I'm James DeBrooker. I'm Megan and, Griffin. And welcome back to Handbook for Handbook for Mortals, chapter by chapter, deep read, uh, Lonnie Serum's magnum opus Handbook for Mortals. If this is your first podcast episode of this podcast, I would suggest going back to chapter zero. Um, it explains zero. a lot. We are not in chapter zero. Uh, lines form on our faces and hands, line forms on our left and right. We are in 18 uh the chariot we're legal yes yes now we can fuck the book um we have i think handbook for mortals has or handbook for handbook has come down firmly on age of consent that is one of the 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 things that you and i both agree on Um, i think that is a safe conclusion that we are both on the side of consent Yes, exactly. Um, which uh, this book does not always. Right. W- that puts us one up on the book handbook for it mortals. Does. It does. We also say no to drugs, if I recall. No, I think we're more like. I, I'm fairly I, I think... certain at least two episodes we you have been firmly in the say no to drugs camp. No, I think I'm in the firmly I don't do drugs camp. I mean, like, don't do fentanyl, kids. I, I'm, I'm fairly on, you know, don't abuse high-octane prescription opiates, but, you know. Sure. Uh, so, we're f- the good news about being all the way, almost all the way done with the book is that there's too many chapters to um, summarize. The bad news about this book is that so little happens that we can still <laughs> summarize the entire book in like 40 seconds um so last chapter what happened yes let's just go with that what happened last 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 chapter we flashed back to a more innocent time of 1977 where um some carny folks were fucking and uh got into trouble because of it i think Uh, i've seen that american horror story season yes yes that was a season (laughs) Um, was that the one with Stevie Nicks? I honestly Nicks? haven't seen it. <laughs> just okay. Know, okay. There, I just know that there is a carnival series or season. Yes. I've actually never jumped aboard the American Horror Story train for whatever reason. Um, but yes, Della and Charles are carnies. And the chapter ends with a prediction being made of Charles's death, uh, because he was catting around and scorned a woman and hell hath no fury, etc., etc. So chapter 17 ends with in flashback yep. and then it's back in the present day. Yes. Um, and we are in chapter 18, which is the chariot. Yes. And before we get into f- any further into what happens in chapter 18 it's time for me to read more iambic pentameter alan moore's promethea volume two let's say have Art- we changed volumes no 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 it's we haven't even changed issues ahem ahem ah yes each huddled little band without a scheme with nothing planned no path nor vehicle to convey your species on its destined way nothing to guide them save the things and their shamans drugged mutterings as he goes where the gods abide with visions chariots to ride or if the thought offends you less to higher planes of consciousness he plums uncharted mental spaces as card seven six replaces 
Whilst he rides upwards, see him suck the soul's wine from his holy cup. Ambrosia, nectar, soma, these swill through our myths and histories. Research suggests that all these brews were psychedelic mushroom stews. These magic potions, it appears, perhaps gave Dawn Man big ideas. Maths, language, art, society, how did such notions come to be? Were they inspired by visions spied upon the shaman's chariot ride? It seems that in the last result, all culture must arise from cult. The chariot rolls, and as it goes, mankind's route to the future shows. Um, cool. So it is about um, psychedelic um, apocalypse in the sense of revelation, uh not in the sense of revelation of end of the world, but in the actual what the word means, uh, which is kind of a spoiler for Promethea itself, I guess. So spoiler alert for Promethea. Um, this has very little to do with the chapter at large, except for the fact that a modicum of information is conveyed. Because, um, sure. yeah. Um, so let's, let's, let's hit the ground running with a dramatic <laughs> Mac being out of tea from a mason jar. Um, so chapter 18 begins with Mac being out of tea. Yes. In the most dramatic fashion of being out of tea. Because he ends up staring down at his mason jar, looking at the ice as it's popping and snap and hiss and cracking. And maybe they'll tell the answers of, does he want more tea? Um, I'm not making this up for the record. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, we also get do, more no. of instead of showing how great something is or how anything is, we get an entire paragraph again of like how amazing Della is at telling as stories. a storyteller. Yeah. Now, um, okay. You are more recently from the South than I am. Is, is drinking <laughs> from a Mason jar still a thing? Um, maybe, I don't know. It's a very hipster thing. I don't. That, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Period. Right, right, right. But if I'm going to drink anything, it's not going to be from a mason jar because, and that includes even in my hipster location of Brooklyn, I still don't yeah. drink shit from a mason jar. Um, one of the two things invented in Somerville, Massachusetts is the sippy cup lid for mason jars. Uh, so my my adopted region has to take the blame for that. Um, the other yeah. thing invented in Somerville is marshmallow fluff. Um, Most of Anything in my life that I've come across in a mason jar before it became the hipster thing to do was like, it's used for jellies and canning and things like that. Like Right, the traditional. Right. Or like, if you are to the point where you can't find another cup. Yes. But, yes. But um, then again, I am not from Centerville, Tennessee. So maybe that is just a Centerville, Tennessee thing. I think the only acceptable thing to drink from a, a mason jar is uh, Lagunitas beer because their proprietary branded glassware that they give to bars is based on the design of a mason jar. So so that is acceptable. Everything else, eh, do some dishes. Oof. So <laughs> this has been this has tea. been a... iced tea's gross. Can now you just okay, take a hold minute? on. I was gross. No, 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 no. I was. I'm on Team Mac on this one because you know that he's drinking some fucking tasty ass sweet tea. It's definitely sweet tea, without a doubt. And the proper way to make sweet tea, in case you're not from the south, is that you put the sugar in while the tea is warm and then let it cool down. Yeah, yeah. You you make sure the tea is boiling so that so it's super saturated. You'd be surprised the number of people I've met that don't know this. 
However, science well, none of is them, a thing. Yep, none of them are accomplished alchemists like Della must be. <laughs> yes, you know she makes the best damn tea. So, um, we eventually get back to the flashback-ish, except it's no longer flashback. It's Charles narrating in it's, past tense, which is... It's, it's weird. So, we are told that Della... Della is the best. Like, you don't mm. need me to show her. You need to just take my word for the fact that Della is the fucking best. But if Della is the fucking best, Charles is God. Charles is the God of storytelling because he makes a living out of this. And you know what? Mac Mac understands Charles a little bit better now because Mac now has a little bit of insight into his background. You still don't have any insight into his background. All you know is that at some point he became a carny. And from that implication maybe he didn't have a great life before that or maybe he's a spoiled brat of a child that ran away from home to join the circus like that's not unheard of like rebelling against your rich ass family to go do something ridiculous it's a thing so we get this long assumption of like how mac is suddenly starting to see that maybe charles really suffered for his his craft and um, built his way up from the bottom and in part sure he built his way up from the bottom but you were putting way too much on this 10 page story as supposed to be emphasis for anything about Charles so there there you're right there is a lot of the text explicitly stating how good Charles is at this and uh None of it is earned. And we're glossing over the fact that Betty is really the victim. Oh, I, I just, we hadn't gotten there yet. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so Charles believes that Betty is going to shoot him. Right. Um, Della insists that Betty still loves Charles. Um, Charles is a master, blah, blah, blah. And, they also... and Charles is... Don't explain how he decides to wear the vest. Obviously, he's not dead, but they don't explain how he wears a bulletproof vest, gets it past the clear, like showing the audience he's not wearing one and convincing his assistant that he's not wearing one. And also compares Mac to we again get the, the reminder that Zade is not told this, but took this from someone's memory as it says, as I scanned through Mac's memories, I could tell he still wanted to hear how it played out from Charles and what happened afterwards Afterwards, to get them to this point. He wanted to know what made his two hosts, who were obviously still madly in love with each other, again, telling us something, not showing us. Although we did bitch a lot last chapter about how, like, they're flirting and shit and their daughter's dying. Right, so don't draw attention to that by saying again that they were obviously still madly in love with each other. Right. This is this is this is one instance where she could have left it out, and I would have. I am willing to believe that Charles and Della have unresolved issues yes. that they need to discuss, That's, which which we've got which can oft of that. Appro- exactly, which and that can oft approximate love. Um, I am bummed that Charles had obviously not died because I was really on Team Homunculus. <laughs> Um, but oh well, the author's dead. Um, so and Betty goes Charles to a mental gets, hospital. 
yeah, Charles gets shot. Betty gets institutionalized in America in the 70s. Yep. Um, Which is better than America in the 1880s or America in the 1920s. But again, we are just starting to get to the point where maybe... Maybe we can see a turning point in mental health in this country. Spoiler alert, it's probably not going to happen. But Particularly since uh, with budget cuts in Reagan's era, I'm sure that Betty was turfed out onto the streets. Oh, yes. Uh, in like three years later. Betty's probably so, dead, honestly. Right. Betty, exactly. Like, Who R. did R. nothing P. wrong. Did nothing wrong. You know, she became obsessed with a guy and that's not great. She needed help. But basically it is Betty went to a mental hospital where I believe she received help and I live to see another day. Charles, this has been his assistant for a year. This isn't a brand new assistant. This is someone who he recently fought well in the past, but they had been in a working relationship for a year. So like maybe he doesn't need to check in on her. But at the same time, the fact that there is, like, it's so callous and cold. Now, I can, I, well, at the same time, she did try and murder him. I agree, so, so, but, like, I don't know. You would, you would, you would, you would think that there would be a little, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, fucking Tony Hill going to talk to what's-her-name to find the other corpses. Um, I mean, also part of me is, like, if someone tried to kill me, ended up in a mental institution, I'd check in occasionally just to make sure she's still there. I guess. I guess, but anyway, we're, now we're now we're now we're drifting into the thriller genre. This is true, um, I guess. But... So, so the the reason that Della did all this is because if if he listened to me about the vest and survived, we would be together and we would have Zade. Yes. Yeah, so this is the vision that she has that we talked about last chapter. Um, that that confuses Della. Um, yeah. So basically, either so, he would die, or he would live, and then thus they would get married and have a child. Now, there is always a question when you get into divination in fiction of predestination versus free will. Yep. And this book doesn't so much nod towards it as head fakes <laughs> towards it. Uh, because Della says we all have free will. Mm-hmm. Then there's a tortured car metaphor. There's uh, a lot of like bad metaphors. I, I next, had to reread yeah. this paragraph three times to figure it out. Um, so we should draw this. I, okay. Explain the metaphor to me. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So do you want me to quote at length yes. from the text? Okay. Ahem. Della appreciated the question and replied thoughtfully. We all have free will. Now, when you get a reading, you're opening up the possibility of changing what happens based on the information you get, and therefore, you're making a decision at that time. It's kind of like when you get into a car to go somewhere. Okay. The people you ask about it... I'm getting in a car. Now, am I driving or am I not driving? Well, oh, now now we're, we're getting to that. The people you ask about in a reading are the people riding in the passenger seat of your car. So, you, yep. if I'm getting a reading about myself. You are driving yourself, apparently. So I am the driver and the passenger. Right. But you, if, the one getting the reading, are the driver of the car. So the people you ask about in a reading are re- riding in a passenger seat. You, are, you, the one getting the reading, are the driver of the car. 
This is where it gets really weird. But who, how many people, like, I had a friend yesterday text me asking me if I've ever had a reading, and because he got his first reading ever. How many people get a reading about someone else? Well, in this past chapter, Charles got a reading that was about Betty. But he got a reading about himself that just happened to involve Betty. You know, I can, I can, I can understand it in the abstract. Someone, someone gets a tarot, their cards read to see if they'll find love. That, that implies the existence of a third party. But yeah, I, I I hear you. This, and this is where it gets weird. Your decisions based on the reading determine where everyone who was writing with you goes. If someone else gets a reading, then they become the driver of their own car. So, Alice goes to get a reading about Bob. In this metaphor, Alice then starts taking Bob somewhere. While this is going on, Bob goes to get a reading about Alice. Does this mean that Bob does an orky dismount and just fucking jumps out of the car and hijacks someone else like in Saints Row? It, 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 it's weird. It's... Yeah, and for the record, I am always of a fan a fan of the uh, Twilight Zone Tales from the Crypt paradox where uh, attempt to avoid a prophecy result in the prophecy coming to bear. Yeah, I feel like this book is heavily, heavy-handedly trying to pretend like people don't know what tarot is. And as we have discussed in past episodes, tarot is very, very... I was about to say modern, can we, can we, can, but it is very we, can, commonplace. Yes, right. you are about to explode. What point would you like to make? No, let's stick a pin in this because there is a chapter where we can. There is a chunk in this chapter where we can go. Oh yeah, we're going even further into, into this. this. Okay, this, okay. This chapter is so, so bad. I just need to get this out right now. Like this chapter is ridiculously bad and long. And it's, long. I think, it is so overdone and so overhandedly done, and it is so bad. The other thing that that kind of gets me twisted about this is Della says, okay, I I know that if Charles wore the vest, he would survive, we would get together, and we would have Zane. We discussed the wibbly-wobbly nature of the timeline last chapter. Right. So so we are talking about, even being generous, what I like to call hit-by-a-truck time clearly passes. It's like if, if someone, if, if I go to the doctor tomorrow and I get a terminal diagnosis, they say, oh, you've got two years left to live or okay. whatever. That is enough time where I could get hit by a fucking truck in two years. Sure. Like it's, 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 it's so far out that the prophecy is, is fundamentally worthless. So, so we're talking about, I mean, let's, let's even be, let's even be generous and say, okay, they, they were together for five years before they had Zayd. I think, I think we established that that was like kind of like the bare minimum for, yeah. for the timeline to work. Um, speaking of things that we researched this week, I can't wait to talk about fucking the history of soothsaying <laughs> in the Old Testament. <laughs> Same. Um, okay. So Della becomes my, became Charles' assistant and the rest is history. Um, what I like before that, that, though, is that Della gives the car metaphor, and we get the first moment of Matt going, like, okay, but what the fuck what is happened the, to Zane, What the right? fuck's the point of this story? Like, why are yep. you telling me this shit? Which we will get an answer for, but it is... We will? 
uh, the most bullshit answer. So, yes, Della oh. becomes Charles' assistant, um, which he says is kind of ironic. And I guess, like, the irony is that he went from one assistant he fucked to another assistant he fucked. I don't know what the irony is supposed to be here. Other than maybe Lanny Serum started using, try to use bigger words that she doesn't quite understand, like queried comes up in a bit. Okay, and we're and again, stick a stick a pin in. Oh my god, Della. don't tell me how many pins to stick here. I won't remember them all. No, 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 no. I just, I just want to, I just, I just want all of you to note that Charles comes to Della, essentially with the story of, I was sleeping with my assistant. I then slept around with on my assistant. My assistant became emotionally distraught and is now going to kill me. Yes. As a result, Della becomes Charles's assistant. So the frog get, gets right back on the fucking scorpion's back, yep. which we'll we'll get to in a little bit. And just like, didn't she already have? Is this a step up for her? She was a tarot card reader, and now she's someone's assistant. Like that just seems like such a step down. I don't know. I don't. Women power, I, yeah. right? That's what this book's about. Women power, yeah. greater women, etc., etc. Et Happy International Women's Day. Happy Daylight Savings Day, too. Oh, fuck it, I'm so tired. Um, so yeah, then we get the second time of Mac asking, "Why is this important?" And, and the most condescending thing after that, because he literally goes, "Why do I need to know this now? What does this have to do with Zade dying? What happened to Zade?" And then you get. Della looked happy that Mac gotten him to this, gotten himself to this conclusion. What conclusion? What fucking conclusion has he drawn? He is asking more questions. He is asking the same question that he's had since before the story happened. What the fuck happened to Zade? And as ever, we are on Team Mac because Mac is asking a valid question. And Della is a condescending prick because every time Mac talks, I feel like she is like talking to a fucking child. As she dresses him. That's a great question, Mac. I was just about to get to that part, actually. Good job. Gold star. What the hell? Della okay. is awful. So, it is revealed that Della and therefore Zade come from a very long line of tarot readers. But we are more than just that. The one skill actually has nothing to do with the other. They are separate trades, kind of like welding and carpentry. They are two totally different things, but it can be very helpful if you can do both. There are many that do only one or the other. So obviously there's no magical union in this, because yeah. otherwise it would be like, if, 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 oh, no, sorry, I'm just a magical welder. If carpentry needs someone else, and then there's a, a magical overseer and everything like that. Um, Before the, she even gets to that, though, there's this long ass pa two paragraphs worth of like Della is oh about God. to tell Mac what Zade should have told and would probably would prefer to tell him, but within that there is this this line of Zade talking. Stop raising your hand. I am talking for the moment. No, no, no. I'm giving you a thumbs up because <laughs> you, you I I completely I completely missed this and you're absolutely no 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 thumbs up. Okay. I also would have preferred to tell Mac myself, and I still wish he didn't have to find out so soon after we met, but there wasn't another option, and I wasn't in the capacity to voice any opinions. Okay. 
We are 18 chapters into this book. This book has no sense of timeline. We have had weeks, we've had months, we've had days. No sense of timeline. They did not just meet. This has been yep. at the minimum six months. Yep. Probably exactly... closer to a year. This yep. is, you have been dating this guy for long enough. I mean, like, no, he shouldn't know everything about you, but it's not like, you're not on date three. You're not, by this point, like, honestly, you either needed to be deciding if you're going to go the poly route and date both of these guys for long term, or you need to be deciding which guy you're going to settle down with and date or get rid of both of them. But either way, like, it shouldn't still be the getting to know you phase. Also, how many chapters has it been since Jackson was a thing at all? Uh, I'm glad you brought him up because I have points to be made about Jackson too. But Jackson has not been mentioned since she did not collapse in Jackson's arms. That's when. Okay. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Two, three chapters. All right. A while. Yeah. But like, this is the most convoluted way to explain that I have magic. Like, that magic's real. You know what would have been great, rather than this backstory? Do a fucking spell in front of him. I'm sure she can make something float. Yeah. Well, oh, God. But yes, going back to this, skills. We're comparing magic skills to skills that you actually learn. Like, is the implication here that... It's a trade that you can learn. Yeah, rather than an inheritance. If only there was some sort of wizarding university that people could go to to learn magic They're... like in the famous book series harry potter which i read a while ago <laughs> I can't. if only there was any sense of a magical universe in this book with rules and laws well, oh god. Okay. Now, we're getting a little bit of world building and sure. and I Are we I, Oh god. All right. So Della reads the tarot. Zade reads tarot. You know this. <laughs> we know this because Zade is addicted to tarot. Zade can't make a decision in this goddamn book without looking at cards. Which is actually a really fun plot point in Grant Morrison's uh, Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth. Uh, in it, uh, there's a bit where, with Two-Face where um, they are trying to wean Two-Face off being addicted to flipping a coin to make a decision. And uh, they talk about teaching him to use the tarot because that has 72 potential options and then once he gets used to the tarot they will introduce him to the i ching which has a whole bunch of hexagrams and by that point he will have enough randomly determined options that he will be able to simulate a normal human's decision making process but sadly we are not here to talk about grant morrison (laughs) we're here to talk about landy sarah yeah it's great so okay this all right tarot quote Tarot, if we go far enough back, actually comes from an ancient form of Judaism, which we can trace back to the kings of old. Soothsayers are in the Bible, and kings would not make moves without consulting one. All right, pause. First of all, first of all, soothsayers are indeed 
in the Bible. Soothsayers are in the Bible in the same context that homosexuals and people who eat shellfish are in the Bible. Take a deep and breath. I quote, <laughs> and I quote, I'm not even going to Leviticus on this one. I'm going to Deuteronomy. And yes, this is from a Wikipedia article. Don't fucking at me. I did more research than Lanny Sarum did. Ahem. When you enter the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to imitate the abhorrent practices of the nations. Let no one be found among you who is an augur, a soothsayer, a diviner, a sorcerer, one who casts spells. For anyone who does these things is abhorrent to the Lord. So, yes, soothsayers are in the Bible explicitly as something you should not do. Okay, okay. How much of the Bible have you actually read? Uh, more than you'd think okay. uh, for someone who has uh, an antagonistic relationship with the Judeo-Christian concept of God. Now, 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 people tell the future. People tell the future in the Bible, but that's because God tells them. Sure, but I think that both of us can agree that witchcraft is a practice of something rather than an inherent um, just force. Like it is, it's something either given and directed through God or the earth or elemental stuff. It's, it's something that you channel and practice. And so there are many instances of magic in the Bible. I think we can both agree. So yes, soothsayers are not in positive light. I will agree in the Bible, but there are plenty instances of magic in the old testaments that are not necessarily bad. You are, you are making the same point that the, book makes and 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 i agree no i am that no 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 hold on no i'm not i understand that there is a whole lot of bending over backwards to make judeo-christian mythology agree with itself it gets harder when you're moving into christianity rather than judaism because christianity you have to explain how the triune god is not um, polytheism and it gets even weirder in Catholic Christianity where you are praying to the saints to intercede on behalf of you to God and that's not idolatry because shut up that's why now now there are many instances of supernatural events in the Bible that is in fact why it is the Bible and not don't condescend like a, me right now no, no, no. I'm just saying, but I'm just saying that in, in the I'm Bible, it is all... But I'm not making the same point as the, the Bible at all, or as the Handbook for Mortal is. What I'm saying comes from my own studies of Bible as literature, because that's all that it is. Sorry if you're super Christian and listening to this, but neither of us are. And that I agree that magic comes in an ancient times, any ancient story that you look at and then gets pushed aside. I'm not trying to bend the Bible to make the same point of view because I don't agree that tarot is a form of Judaism. Um, no, it comes it comes from like the 15th century in, it's in, Italian, in, in isn't Italy. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so this is this is the quote that I the paragraph in the book that I was thinking of. You don't think Cut Jesus me off turning? Again. No, well, okay. 
All right, go. Okay. No, no, it's fine. Fine. Go ahead. You you don't think Jesus turning water into wine sounds like a magic trick? Or Moses' rod turning into a snake or parting the Red Sea? What about the kings of old, like David? They had priests that practiced magic and told the future. Once upon a time, people were fine with magic, but people get afraid of what they don't understand and start telling people that it's bad. People who wanted power but couldn't do magic wanted to stop those who could. This gift, like all others, comes from God. So I don't see why it's pissing you off that that her source of magic, her belief system, is still rooted in God. No, that's fine. I mean, do without will, but have fun. My my, what peeves me is the I, I'm not pissed at the character. I'm pissed at the author. I'm aware. If you're going, if if you're going to go and and reference the Bible, words mean things. Even in a postmodern sense, words mean things. And so don't say soothsayers are in the Bible as a way to support your point of view, where soothsayers are in the Bible explicitly in the don't do that. Like whatever, don't, don't do that sense. It, it, it's, it's, yes, there are examples, there are tons of examples of prophecy in the Bible and everything like that. But, 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 but what she's talking about and we're getting into we're getting into a D and D debate here, where where it's arcane versus divine casting, right? Clerics sure. get their spells from God. Wizards and sorcerers and and warlocks, if you're playing fifth, get their spells from personal study. Sure, it's the difference between low magic and ceremonial magic. It's, sure, and it's no. It's, what do you mean? Sure, it, it is. No, that's what I said. I'm agreeing with you. And 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 <laughs> the condescending tone. Well. well so, whatever it I'm is on incoherent. Your side. No, it, it, the book is expressing something completely incoherently, and it it is another me. example of where Lanny Serum did a light search of something and decided that's enough information to take and to extract and to push it towards my point of view. And I mean, I, it is and, 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 unfortunate yeah. for her because both of us have done more research into magic. And even I haven't done that much into it to be like, no, this is entirely wrong. This is a very, very surface level look at things. And you're right. Soothsayers is the wrong word. Yes, I, I agree. And, and, and I, again, I'm quoting a Deuteronomy verse from Wikipedia. I am not Gandalf getting on shadow facts and fucking off to the library to figure out what the hell the ring is, right? Like, this is something that I did while I was taking a shit during laundry. Like, really? it's not... Really? Yes! Yes! Really? It's how to do this? Yes! Yes, it's important. It, 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 it adds a sort of earthiness to the metaphor. But it... it, it, it I, I would... I would rather no research than a little bit of cruddy research. I agree. I, I'd rather someone who builds their own world and says, these are the rules because I say they are rather right. than trying to pull things from real life examples. Just to conclude, neither of us are disagreeing with the fact that magic exists in the Bible. It's just how she is saying that it exists. Right. Okay. And, Right. Uh, and we get the first time in this chapter where we do magic of all kinds with a K. Spelled with a K. Not what Charlie usually does. Right. Charlie work. That's another It's Always Sunny reference. Charlie work. That's apparently a good episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 
Um, so Mac digests this, and again, there are so many other ways that this could have been done, because we have seen Zade flip a bicycle. We have seen her explode the pretzel god stand. Yes, we've seen her do illusions on stage, and all Della had to do was make something appear out of nothing or make something float anything we did not need an entire backstory of how they met that literally serves no purpose other than like this is how we came together to fucking create Zade. and the good news the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is there are references to charmed and practical magic which made me go i would rather be watching charmed i'd even be rather be watching practical magic which is a movie that's like a half hour too long but was shot on location in salem at least i will part. agree that it is a little bit too long but i love both of them so much and um i also agree that Charmed got very silly there is a mention of that but i don't think it's from the magic standpoint it's I think after the third season, the head writer left and the show stopped being about the sisterhood of magic and who's going to fuck whom. So but I would, I, I say this as someone who is a fan of Charmed. I would say that Got Silly is giving the show a bit of unearned credit. Um, oh, that it was always I, silly? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. I mean, sure. Now, now, did the writer leave at the same time then one of the actresses was forced out? I don't remember if it was at the same time or like shortly around the same time or I feel mm. like there was a season because that's why. And I, I could be very wrong. It's been a while since I've done any charmed mythos, but um, I feel like the head writer got pushed out after the second season. And then like um, Shannon Daltrey got kicked out after the third or something like that. It's like, I think there might've been a season where that didn't happen. Either it happened at the same time or there's a season gap. And, so. and, and Shannon Doherty regenerates into Rose McGowan, right? Like that's the, the person no. that they brought on. To... I mean, that is who came on after. Yes, but she doesn't okay. regenerate. It. Regenerate. It's, no, it's, oh. it's, it's another sister. And actually in the charmed comic books, apparently Prue comes back. So nice. Yes. Um, okay. All right. So now <laughs> we're, we're back to theology. Um, Mac asks if you worship the devil which uh, even before that we get the second Della does real magic with a K with a K like like just for once just for once I want someone to say we do magic with a K it's silent and it actually comes before the K the M like you know night (laughs) I don't know why that's cracking me up so much but it's so perfect I would love that magic Oh, and apparently Mac has trouble saying real magic. That's because the silent K at the front of it. Uh, this it's, is it's true. Weird. This is true. Mac asks if you worship the devil. Um, no, just like everything beautiful, magic comes from God. And we're going back to theology here because it, it is naive and offensive to assume an omnipotent God and only give that deity dominion over the beautiful things. I agree. Someone had to make fucking pubic lice. Oh, or really? Why the fuck did you go there? Well, I, oh, see, see, 
they are they are God's creatures like you and I are. I hate it's you so much. <laughs> um, just like any other skill, some are be- so. Prayer is a form of magic. He gives us all the ability. Some are just afraid of it. Of course, just like any other skill, some are better at it than others. You may play basketball well. I do magic well. Which So are we dealing with a Calvinist universe where people can... People have a special relationship by with God without regards to their deeds? It's... I don't know. Uh, fuck, what's the... What's, there's a theological term. It's called, like, unnatural selection or something like that. It, but, but, like, the idea that... The the idea that God just for unknowable reasons because because he is he is God uh, picks some people to be saved and they oh, are rather than you earn salvation exactly exactly um, unconditional election oh, okay um. Where he predestined some people to receive salvation, the elect, and the rest he left to continue in their sins and receive the just punishment, eternal damnations for their transgressions of God's law as outlawed in the Old and New Testaments of the Bible, which has nothing to do with your deeds on earth. Um, right. So, like, it, it, if everybody has the ability, then are there not wizards gallivanting around because they don't clap their hands and say, I believe in fairies enough. Like what is, what is, I mean, I think you're being a little bit too pessimistic because I, I think nowhere in what I've read has said that nobody can do magic. I think it is about figuring out, you know, it's about your heritage and where your magic comes from and and more importantly where your belief system comes from and if you know thoughts and prayers are what you believe in um it's more of a ceremonial kind of magic than than you know what people think of when magic but i don't know i I get where you're coming from i just like i don't know so so, so this is where my Crowleyanism shines through because I prefer a framework uh, of of magic as evocation of will onto a situation or object, and the idea that one is simply acting as a conduit for divinity is not my jam. That's that's just not the way that I'm wired. Can you break it down um, a little bit for me? I'm not entirely sure I understand what you mean. So, okay. Prayer is a form of magic. Magic comes from God. God gives us all the ability. So, 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 so this gift, like all others, comes from God. It, the book is explicitly saying that... That magic what, comes from what, God. I see what you're saying. Okay. As right, opposed versus, to, like, not everybody that is... Magic doesn't come from one place right i prefer the idea and and this is and this is why i i i I am a crowleyan in part because it is a self-help guide it is using will to act on a situation and affect change to better yourself right and so that's why i gave my notice at my job that's why i've been sober for six months it's you know me acting to effect change on my situation. And yes, I have support 
And yes, there are third parties that provide assistance, emotional and otherwise throughout all that. I don't live on a fucking island. But at the same time, the verbs are in the first person singular. And they are in the active voice. I I do not like magic as passive. I see what you're saying. So you're you're saying that okay, I think I agree with you as where sorry, so I'm coming from this and trying to placate that like sure, you can be a person that believes that magic comes from God. That is something that you can choose to believe where your magic comes from and how you use your craft totally. and that's perfectly fine. But yep, the way yep, that exactly, this book exactly. is saying it is that that is the only option. And that is exactly. where you're having the hang up. I get it. Now. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like if, if, if you, if you go to high mass and that, that is your jam. Awesome. Right. More power to you. But I think, because again, we have, we, all we have is the text. All we have is the text. And the text is saying that all magic comes from God. I am on board with you now. And I agree. Okay. Okay. Um, Again, we have Deep Della breath. being condescending yep. because Mac, who is being introduced into something that he didn't believe existed, makes a comment. I don't remember anything about prayer being magic, which, again, what do That's you think point, prayer Mac. is? But also, what do you think prayer is? It's a what do you think magic is? Anyways, and uh, right, and that and that's and that's exactly what we're talking about. Is is magic? Uh, is magic? a divine being acting on your behalf or is it like, does God reach down from heaven and say, Zade, you are going to have a badass illusion. Like this is a good point. Okay. You know, well, you know, I'm sorry, famine victims. I was going to get to you, (laughs) but this, this, this fucking super sweet hot yeah, like she totally looks like the author, but and she needed a she needed a she needed to blow up a pretzel stand and just like yeah, sorry about the fucking Bhopal chemical disaster. I had to go make a lemonade machine explode. It, it, it's mm. Flint, Michigan. It op- is that the city that currently doesn't have water? That is one of yes, yes. exactly because yes. God is busy Helping being a conjurer of cheap tricks. Yes, no, I agree. The- it is. This is why, again, both of us in our practice do not come from a religious standpoint because an omnipotent one God that takes all of yeah, it so bad. It's right. Um, <laughs> how can God be omnipotent, omniscient, and uh, omnibenevolent? Um, much smarter people than me have have had that debate, and that's and again, that's why I don't like. All magic comes from God because it, the book right. opens that door. Right. And and and, and it it's ugh. And I don't. I, I think you can find a balance if that is what your belief is, and 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 interacting with other kinds of belief systems. I I think it is practical that you can do that. But again, I think we can both agree that Lanny Serum does not. practice magic does not practice witchcraft of any kind she just kind of had an idea and wanted to spin it out from there or or she 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 dabbles in it or whatever i mean that's fine but it's 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 not something that it it's not a life choice for her 
Right. And, and like, trust me, I'm not saying she has to fucking go out and, and, and study Inaki and magic or anything like that. No, it's, nobody's it's... saying that, but at the same time, like, I, again, I don't know. I, it's, I think the part that's making us both annoyed is the fact that it's coming from God because there are plenty of other books with magic. There are plenty of other magical systems that say like magic comes from this one source that doesn't bother us. For instance, charmed comes from, you know, the magic comes from a source, which could be God, but it's not called God. It is the bringing in religion into this, which all religious, you can't deny that all religions have magic attached to them. It may not be called that, but we are getting so far off this book. (laughs) Well, okay. The the issue is, can magic be used as synonym for supernatural occurrence? Or is using the term magic to describe supernatural occurrence more of synecdoche? Right. All magic is supernatural occurrence, but is every supernatural occurrence de facto magic? And... I don't even mind the idea that all magic comes from God. One of my favorite movies is The Exorcist 3, <laughs> which perhaps infamously adheres closely to a Judeo-Christian concept of the supernatural. Right. And it's a great movie. But deal with the consequences of that. Right. Ex- explore. Or just say, like, what, 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 what value add does it? To, to, to say all magic comes from God. You bring in a like, good point. It, it, you can't say all magic comes from God and not buy into the fact that you have to have consequences. Exactly. And Zayd is currently going oh. through consequences because of the chaos magic, but, you know, she pissed off and flipped over a biker. No consequences. She blew up a pretzel stand. No consequences. And you can't have that because that's not what judeo-christian beliefs are built on there are consequences for things that are wrong right i mean there are consequences for doing magic in the judeo-christian source material and that's to get fucking cast into the lake of fire for all eternity i mean but like that's not what what zade is doing now and again listen to my rant about that's not what fucking chaos magic is from a couple episodes ago was it last episode or was it the episode before? it was the episode before i'm assuming uh, you haven't listened to it to make sure that there was anything that you missed uh, James, do you not listen to your own voice? I don't like the sound of it. It is such a wonderful uh, voice. Why, thank you. I have a, I have a voice for radio and a face for radio is what I always say. Um, <laughs> Bless, I don't agree with that. But so um, we uh, we get that's Della, not what chaos magic means. Della is condescending again because Mac. I, I hate being Team Mac. Let's. I just, I think I say this every episode, really fucking hate being Team Mac because Mac is an asshole. But again, he is asking the right questions. He, what does this all have to do with her being inexplicably sick? I don't remember prayer being magic. It's yeah. not rude. Yep, exactly. And it's, yes, we, we went through all the, the random, uh, the Bible is a book, guys. We're going to lose listeners because of this, aren't we? But try reading Oh, yeah, the there. fucking big old Venn diagram of fundamentalist Christians <laughs> and people who listen to podcast deep reads of YA fiction. Like, I, I, all right, I will, I will 
fucking have a theological debate with anyone who <laughs> disagrees with me on this point. I will be melancholy if you need me to be. Um, Anyways, um... so so then we we finally get to the money shot, which is yeah. I'm just hitting it out of the park with gross references. You really uh, are. When okay, when Zay when she parentheses Zay close parentheses did the creation illusion, she built you into it. She was using you as a how do I explain this? You were a conductor of sorts. Some magic needs to be grounded, basically. Like electricity needs a grounding wire. She needed really strong energy to ground that magic and keep it stable. The magic she was doing was dark and old magic that well that isn't always very stable on its own. It's referred to. It's not why it's referred to chaos magic for obvious reasons that's why she wanted you to be on the board for the illusion so let's break this down point by point okay so let's go back to this illusion oh fuck do we have to it just sucks. from the standpoint of it sucks what part of that <laughs> could not have been what are you laughing at well, when she did the creation illusion, she built you into it. That's why it was such a shitty illusion, Matt. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you should feel bad. But none of that illusion couldn't have actually been done as an illusion. Right. Like, everything that we saw, and, and we have to put it that way because, like, they're going to have to fucking do it unless they CGI the whole thing. But it, none of it was outstanding or, like, worth her being in this coma well maybe that's why she's in the coma because she was using magic for um uh da, 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 da. personal game yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um there's a there's a special term that i'm 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 talking i i'm trying to remember fuck profane profane means okay um hold on just one second there is a quote from the white people by arthur Machen that i'm trying to bring up um so this is the quote from from Arthur Machen's The White People, which everyone should read. And what is sin, said Cotgrave. I think I must reply to your question by another. What would your feelings be, seriously, if your cat or your dog began to talk to you and dispute with you in human accents? You would be overwhelmed with horror, I am sure of it. And if the roses in your garden sang a weird song, you would go mad. And suppose the stones in the road began to swell and grow before your eyes. And if the pebble that you noticed at night had shot out stony blossoms in the morning? Well, these examples may give you some notion of what sin really is. And that gets to the point that I was trying to make, which is that magic is a fundamentally horrifying thing. And and, and so what what is described in the chapter of, you know, where, where, where Zay does the illusion, it's a... Sh- it's a s- illusion that sucks and that's it. And there's nothing, there's no sense of the numinous. Yep. I agree. In it. Uh, so we have yet again explained that we don't care for this illusion. Um, so he is a conductor of energy because his spell needs to be, magic needs to be grounded in a grounding wire. Fine. So why Mac who theoretically, yes, should be in the goddamn room the whole time because he's the fucking safety director. But we'll get to that in a second. Why not Charles? Why Mac without his consent? I mean, yes, we'll get to that in a second. But we've got Charles, who has to be on stage. We have Jackson, who she's dating, who 
is the musician who will be performing during this. You've got Tad. We've got Tad. You got Riley. It's going to be up there making sure that her tripwire, which again, she goes down in a harness. Oh my God. She goes down in a fucking harness. Why did she go down in a harness? Can't she float her top? Getting away from the stand illusion. Anyways. Why Mac? Other than to like make the point that they're dating and that they're probably going to end up together. But why him? And why in this position? I I think it would have been funny if um, Charles didn't know the person that had been picked to be the conduit. And so he had to like get a fucking party bus and bring (laughs) every male character. It would have been a better ending for this. It would have been a magical gangbang at the end of the chapter, which we'll get to the ritual significance of what Mac has to do um, in a bit. But yes, now let's get to the fact that she does this without Mac's consent. And Mac feels horrible about everything he's caused. And you know what? He should. From the standpoint of he is the fucking safety director of this goddamn show and he left the fucking show. He has no sense at any point of being aware or caring that his job is to make sure that nobody fucking dies in the show. And yet he leaves to go smoke in the middle of the last act of the first time this act has ever been done in front of an audience. He leaves. Also the first time Mac was smoking, right? No, he he smokes the first time that we see him. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because he has to have flaws. smoking is bad for you kids so 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 yeah mac should feel bad about bailing on the show in the middle of the illusion because of his job right mac should feel bad about that weirdly anti-semitic rant he went went on Uh, but (laughs) mac should not feel bad about causing giving consent well mac should not feel bad about the illusion fucking so so here's the thing no mac is guilt free for leaving the show in the middle of the illusion because had it been a bog standard illusion it would have been fine no Everything he's the safety shape. director he should be well, and counterfactuals sure counterfactuals presuppose every conclusion blah, blah 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 but the fact of the matter is that zade created a situation where mac physically needed to be in the theater the entire time right. other people have worked safety before but it had to be Mac. And Zade never told, like, Zade never made any of this clear. Nope. So, okay. Mac, horrified, asked, So I caused this? Della, well, I wouldn't put it that way. You didn't know, so it's not your fault. Thank you, Della. It's not like she told you, so so you were aware. Thank you, Della. But Della says it in such a tone, and maybe it's because I've already been pissed at Della this entire chapter, because she's such a condescending... I keep wanting to say bitch, but... I'm not going to. I don't. I'm. I'm surprised that you think Della is so condescending, and you host a fucking podcast with me. Like Jesus Christ, I I need to step my game up. Spoiler alerts: James is one of the most condescending people I've ever met. But it's all earned. Is it? Is it? I don't know if I agree with that one. Anyways, um, yeah. So the reason that they give that she does this without his consent is that Della used to do it with Charles. And it's like, you saw how that turned out, right? Like, your parents haven't been together for 20-plus years. I mean, like, you're aware that this didn't end well, and yet you thought it was a good idea. 
Uh, yeah. Ugh. Well, okay, we're getting to Zaid continuing on uh, history of bad decisions. Um, what the, what's the bad decision here is that Lady Serum had no fucking clue how to, like, make this story and put bullshit reasons. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, we get to what Mac has to do next, which is fun. Um, I just, before we even get to that, we get repeatedly how guilty Mac feels. But we also get... I wasn't supposed to leave. Fair point. Because it's your fucking yeah. job. Yes. I was just livid at the time. We know. I let yep. my emotions get the best of me. You did. Yep. That's something I don't usually do. Is Record it, scratch? Yeah. Is it, is it, Mac? Because your emotions have been involved the whole time. Every time we've seen you. The first time we saw you, you were yelling because this woman was trying to overstep her, your job. Like... What the fuck? <laughs> also, Zaid, if you were going to... I, I'm like, oh, well, it, it, it couldn't be explained. That's why no one told anybody. I, I, I think that Mac is guiltless in this because he is dealing with... Uh, up until right now, he has no idea that there are actual supernatural for, forces at work in this world. Up until right now, he had no idea that said forces were being utilized without his knowledge or consent in a stage show that he was supposed to be managing. Like this is, this is not his fault. He is, he no. is. It, this uh. is Zaid's fault because she should yep. take ownership in making her own mistakes. And it is also in fact, Charles fault because Charles knew that she was doing this. He knew that she required an anchor. She knew that she was using Mac as the anchor and she knew that he, or he knew she wasn't telling him this. Yeah. All bad. So, decisions. <sighs> then we get to what Mac has to do, um, which is uh, good old fashioned sex magic. Um, I, not dressed so, up as sex magic, but yes, it is in fact. Yeah, it's it's okay. So yes, you're right. It's not sex magic. It's a situation where Mac has to penetrate the sleeping body of this beautiful woman that he loves. With it's I like mean, an epipen. Now, okay, this is, hand to God, I've never heard this pronounced. By someone that I trust. Is it Athame? A-T-H-A-M-E? I say Athame, yes. Okay. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll both be right or wrong together. Right. So, in all this, like, th and this is where, this is where the, the, the amount of research done confuses me. Because Della would know what Anathame is. Yes. And it's, it's. You know, I have to forge it. Um, well, it doesn't matter what it really is. It's going to look like a dagger, though it won't actually be a dagger at all. Um, it, it, please try not to freak out. I have to forge a... It's called an athame. It looks like a dagger, but it's not like... Right. Uh. Yes. Again, it's not a line of like her trying to... And again, he has seen Charmed and Practical Magic, both of he which... A... Yes. Athames are common witch trope instruments. Um, so yeah, three editors. So, oh God. And so Mac is freaked out because the idea of metaphorically penetrating the sleeping body of a woman that you love is creepy. Um, Especially when you haven't penetrated her yet. <clears throat> yep, exactly, exactly. And again, magical gangbang if they didn't know that it was Mac who had, who had <laughs> been <laughs> roped into oh, this. Oh, that's so disgusting. 
well, I mean, whatever. What, like, oh, only Stephen King gets to write yes, those sorts of scenes? With those, yes, and they should have died in the 70s. <laughs> it never should come back. I hate that book so much. I, I, at least everyone is over 18 in, in this one. Um, Agreed. Although we still have a lot of no consents. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it is a magic with, with healing properties. Think of it like an EpiPen. Um, it has to be done at 3 o'clock sharp tonight. On the altar outside. Okay. And then there's a whole lot of Max rich fucking emotional life. Wink gesture. And Max like, is this, Max says, is this really the only way that I know of? Yes. She'll die otherwise. Yes. Um, yep. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. This is crazy. I know it's crazy. You got to do it. You got to do it. We've got six fucking pages <laughs> left. Jesus Christ. Now, I will say that, so he's explaining this, and Della, at no point apparently, oh no, she does get desperate, okay, because it's like, Della's supposed to be this calm and powerful force, and then finally gets desperate, and a hopeful pleading, and pleading in her voice. And then Mac asks the most important question of all, which is, why did you and Della break up? Why did you walk out of Zade's life, My he God. asks of C.S. Lewis, Spell Daddy. And read the next line. The next paragraph. Max, uh, Charles understood the question instantly. He thought for just a moment about how much of the real answer he should give at the moment. But, After some quick comment. No, no, okay. So the question is, why did you and Della break up? And even more importantly, why did you walk out on Zade's life? Charles understood the question instantly. It's not a Thought fucking, for just a moment. It's not a yeah. fucking complicated question. It is a straightforward, yeah. as straightforward as you can get question. Why did you guys break up? Why haven't you been in your daughter's life for 20 fucking years? And again, sport, you know, going back to the parable of the scorpion and the frog, Charles fucked around on his assistant. Yep. And yep. <laughs> so apparently Della keeps it a secret that she's got real magic until her daughter starts exhibiting signs of having real magic. Um, and so thus he assumes he has been under a love spell yep. and thus fucks around to prove that he can and um, then that leads to drugs and more drugs and alcohol now the idea of someone in being in love with someone who turns out to be a witch and by the time they realize that they are in love with a witch you know as as umbrella term for a person who can wield supernatural forces blah 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 wank gesture at myself and then is trapped in a situation that is a that is a fertile ground and i have i have consumed many items of media that leverage that plot um this is none of them well this book uh, has where we had the random ass like obvious big villain of the series come through and is like all people are attracted to you more because you're a witch. So, like, there is some truth in this. Right. And also, it's established early on, it's, it's established in the opening, that, that, that Della can control people's minds. Yes. And which here is, again, explained because Della makes it so that he can't talk about her or, like, admit having a connection to them, which is really fucking weird. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd geese to put on someone. Yeah. Um, like why? Which again, much much like Athame, I hope I'm pronouncing G E A S correctly. I think so. Um, so, 
it, it's like, and that's it. That's the chapter. Well, no, because then we have it. wink gesture of Charles being like, that's the short version and not going, well, the long version's going to be such a book and I'll give you the cliff notes. And it's like, okay, no. Daughter's still dying. <laughs> Daughter you. is still dying. Like, And also on top of that, like, do you need to know more? Is this really, this I, isn't a long version at all. I mean, it's like a page and uh, yeah, like, it's, uh, it's not, I, I, are we supposed to assume that like this took 20 minutes for him to explain? And like, no, it is a very short, like, I thought I was under a spell. I fucked around to prove I wasn't felt guilty, fell into drugs and alcohol, which like glossed over very quickly. I think that this chapter ends... Did you ever see the show Police Squad? No. Okay, you know the movie Naked Gun from the piles of Police Squad? I know the movie Naked Gun. Okay, it's called Naked Gun. The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad is the full title. Okay. It's because there was, a, there was a TV show introducing the character Frank Drebin called Police Squad, and gotcha. every episode would end with what was supposed... with the characters, like, turning to camera, and it was supposed to be a freeze frame, but the gag was that the camera was still rolling and the action oh, yeah. was, was still going on. So like, that you know, a character would frequently. be, would be pouring a, a cup of coffee and, you know, turn to camera freeze frame, but the coffee is still right. pouring and spills up. Blah, blah, blah. That's how, that's how I think this chapter is. is, is it is, is a is, very is, weird is, feeling. And just three chapters, three chapters to go. Three chapters. Yeah. And I don't, I'm so tired, James. This chapter well, is so I feel like I'd almost rather a chapter where nothing happens. Like this chapter? No. Or the chapter before? No. Like we had chapters where it was literally like, so we just talked about 10 pages where she sighed a lot and debated which guy to date. Here something happens. I mean, like Mac finds out that she has real magic. They talk about how they're going to save her. Like, but it's so bad. We have three chapters um, and the acknowledgement slash preview of the next chapter. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, uh, no, 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 no. It's actually death. Oh, yeah. Death, judgment, the world. Yeah. Okay. So three chapters. Three chapters, the opening of the next book and acknowledgements, which we are going to go through because it, it's fun. It's a very long acknowledgement section. We'll probably combine it with the preview for the next book. Um, so yeah, we have what, four more weeks of this and then we got to figure out what we're going to do after, which uh, I think our options include restart the book. Um, we are not doing the worst of idea of all time. Um, um, but you for... threw it into podcast canon, so it is an option out there. That's true. That's true. Um, I did I, find I... another book that uh, that I read uh, as an advanced reader copy that was not good, um, where the author is, uh, it, the actual publication date's coming up. It's either this week or next week. And the author is uh, building fake reviews currently, fake five-star reviews. And part of me was like, oh, that's fun. We should do that one next. I, 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 I like my suggestion of doing stuff that is good and... <laughs> but that's not the point of this podcast. No, but the point of this podcast is a chapter-by-chapter chapter reading of Handbook for Mortals. So once we've done Handbook for Mortals... We start over. Uh, we can do that. <laughs> I, it, be, it be on your head. You're going to have to read through the book the same goddamn number of times as I have. <laughs> no, so. but I will always be one up on you, dude. 
Well, okay, that's true. That's true. So, so I, I I'm not gonna blink first. Um, <laughs> I don't know, listeners. Please, if you've got ideas as to what we can do, because the second book hasn't been announced, and if it does, my guess is it'll be August before it comes out, which is when the first book came out. Um, so we can do a book that is of a similar vein but better. We can do another terrible book. Or we can reread this book again. Or if you have any other options, please let us know. Um, And before I tell you where you can let us know, James, what is something good that happened to you this week? Um, Oh, I quit my job. I knew that was going to happen. I knew I should have phrased it differently. You knew what I meant. Uh, uh, Is this the recommendation section? This is the recommendation section, yes. Okay, um, I haven't officially recommended it yet, so I'm going to recommend it. I'm going to recommend you watch The Love Witch. Uh, it's a great movie. It is all about the perils associated with using magic to fall in, uh, help have people fall in love with you. It is a incredibly funny movie. It is absolutely gorgeous. The production design is just balls out insanely good. Um, Anna Diller, I think, directed it. Hold on. And uh, I got it wrong the last episode. The uh, last episode? Poopy. Or the last time I talked about this. Yeah. Uh, no. Did you just watch this again recently or something? Uh, no. I, it's it's near and dear to my heart, though. Because, well, it's... it's um Yeah, Anna Biller. Biller with a B, not Diller with a D. Um, did directed it wrote it uh made the rug that features prominently in it uh it's great so watch the love witch okay all right so what do you recommend this week (laughs) i'm going to recommend the diviner series because i just finished the third book and it's amazing um it's not the last book i read which is why it took me a minute because i hated the last book that i read but uh it is 1920s new york with ghost stories um but it also, instead of glazing over and making the 1920s look fantastic, like most things do, um, it instead is a very, well, not very, it is more realistic. It goes into some of the po- political and cultural issues of the time, uh, especially in New York. Um, the cast has um, not only diversity in backgrounds, but also diversity in um, sexuality there's gay guy there's an asexual character um and it's a lot of fun so it's uh um also really great as audiobooks um i don't recommend listening um, when your apartment is dark and ghosts are in an asylum so it gets a little now, hard to go to the dark corners of your apartment then which would be who, the doorway yes who wrote these again uh Sorry? libba bray thank you um who does the audiobooks that is a good question. Let me double check really quick. I know I have it. January Lavoy, yes. So yeah, I highly recommend them. They're they're all over five hundred pages long. Um, they are great, uh, especially if you uh, like me, love New York, and yeah, um, cool. Go check it out. So mm-hmm. I think I've recommended it to you enough times, James, that you should actually read them. It's on my list. Yay. Uh, um, so where can people provide their suggestions for what we should do after this book is over? Oh, we're going to do that before we do where else they can find you. Oh yeah, sure. Um, find me at over the tabletop, uh, over the tabletop at various podcasting things. Uh, my partner and I do two player board game reviews 
And she needs to post this week's episode, actually. So thank you for the reminder, me. Um, anyway, uh, where can they find you? I host two other podcasts, Judging Book Covers Podcast, which is a bi-weekly book club podcast. Uh, Stephanie and I just had on Phil Gonzalez, um, who hosts a myriad of podcasts and is fantastic. And we uh, read Universal Harvester by, um, shit, I'm going to say his name wrong. John Darneal. Thank you. John Darneal. Um, you're still an asshole. Okay, I the tail the tape on this one. You said that you were gonna say his name wrong, and I I and you could have at least let me try it and then said nope, that's wrong. Um, My other podcast is fuck you. Um, My other podcast is Fabulous Retellings. We are currently in our Bluebeard season, and uh, you should go check that out. Um, James, where where what is our social media? Um, I was going to suggest real quick that you do the monster at the end of this book, the Sesame Street children's book, because that is sort of a bluebeard narrative. No. You've got, you've got a person with a blue beard instructing you, the reader, not to go into one specific location. It actually, it actually turns the reader into a bride of bluebeard in this scenario. Um... Are you proud of yourself? I'm pretty proud of myself. It t- I mean, it scans. Uh, t- show me the lie. Um, our social media is... Um, Where can you find us on Facebook and Twitter? Uh, Handbook for Handbook Podcast. Also known as at Handbook Podcast. Yes. Y- yes. What is our um, Gmail? Um, handbookpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And we are part of your er, facebook group handbook for judging fabulous covers retellings covers i think yes okay um so yeah i think that's all of it it's all are we on vero yet are we on what vero yet not that i'm aware of but we are on uh i heart radio oh nice huzzah us yes um so yeah uh, three chapters to go, folks. Get at us with those suggestions for what to do next so we don't have to read this book again. Um, or if you want us to read this book again, please let us know. Maybe you'll get yes. even more rants about theology and magic. Maybe yes, we'll on, catch things oh, that we didn't catch the first time around. And on that note, here I stand. I'm James DeBrooker. God help me, I can do no other. <laughs> I'm Megan Griffin, who is not as forlorn and exhausted with the world. Well, eh... Yeah. All right, catch you next week then. Bye.